0: What a sermon title. My husband is so... Ladies, do not answer out loud. My husband is so... Some of you might say, he's so busy. He's just so busy. Some of you may say, he's so annoying. Some of you may say, he's so quiet. He just doesn't even say anything. He's just so quiet. Some of you may say he's so selfish or he's so difficult. But whatever you have to say, we're going to get into two phrases that God would want you, that God wants every wife to be able to say of her husband. Today from 1 Peter chapter 3, Verse seven so grab your copy of the scriptures or your phone or whatever it is whether you're here in house if you're if you're at home go ahead and grab that device or your Bible <clears throat> let's all get on the same page together in first Peter chapter 3 verse 7 you know we've started this discussion a few weeks ago that God made man <clears throat> in his image but he didn't only make man in his image he made marriage in his image So marriage has this component that reflects what God is like. And so just like God, there's this plurality in marriage, but also singularity. There's to be this oneness in marriage. And the way that that happens, there's this divine equation that therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife And they will be one flesh. So there's leaving and cleaving or leaving and being united. And we found out, although it sounds simple, there's something that has come in the way that makes this so difficult, and that is sin. Sin has just screwed up this divine equation for oneness, and we all experience it on a daily basis in our relationships where it becomes difficult for a wife to work with her husband and yielding and cooperating, and for husbands, oftentimes he he leads, but not in love, and he can lead with an iron fist or or with harshness, and so that's how sin is entered into all of this. And so, so the Bible just nails it when he looks when God looks at the husband, he says, "Hey guys, guys, we need to love. We need to love our wives." And we realize when we answer this question of what is love, love is not easy. Here's what it is love is a personal commitment. It's a personal commitment to better another. And although it can bring them, love is not a feeling in and of itself. The Bible tells us love is not selfish in nature, it is not self seeking, it is not conditional. In nature. And in 1 Peter 3, Peter doesn't just tell men to love. Peter just doesn't step in and say, guys, love. He's going to share how to love. And this gets really good. He's going to get really specific, and we're going to get really specific in our time together here this morning. So wives, I'm not sure how you would answer the phrase, my husband is so... But I'm sure, wives, you have already answered that phrase in your mind. My husband is so. But here's two ways God wants you to be able to answer it. Here's two phrases God wants you to be able to say about your husbands. Phrase number one, 1 Peter 3, 7. Let's read the verse together. I'll read it for you. Follow along there in whatever um, copy of the scriptures you have. 1 Peter 3, 7. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. So the two statements, here's the first one. My husband is so considerate. This is the first statement that God wants wives to be able to say of their husbands, my husband is so considerate. Now I want to get to the nitty gritty here of what's behind this understanding of considerate. There's two words that are used there that explain it for us quite well. Some translation says as you live with your wives or Live with your wives with all knowledge. And so here's the first part, living with your wife. And so there's nothing complex about this. The scriptures want husbands to be present in the life of their wives and their family. Show up, be there, be a part of the equation. Invest time in her. Don't be absent from her at all. It's a concept of cleaving, This is a whole leaving and cleaving thing. Well, in order to cleave, you got to be around. It's really hard to cleave to your spouse and be united to her if you're not there. So as you live with your wives, live with her according to knowledge or be considerate. And the word knowledge here as used, it means to know absolutely, to know completely, to know like a science Like, men, you are about to get your Ph.D. in wifeology. Is what's going on. You're to know her better than you know your car project. You're to know her better than your favorite hunting property. You're to know her better than your favorite sports team. You're to know her better than your job. And what this isn't saying is know your wife's problem and point it out to her it doesn't mean to dissect or to pick apart or to be critical but what it is saying is know her good points her needs her likes what makes her tick her hopes her fears her hurts understand with the hope to love her To help her grow, to feel fulfilled, to feel protected like I understand everything about my wife and I am here to be considerate for her needs. Now I'm about to show with you early primitive marital mistakes of Brian Conover of where I was not this. Because men are Mr. Fix-its. You know what I'm talking about? Guys just want to step in, save the day. There you go, wife. It's all done and you're taken care of. So one time um, earlier in our marriage, we were very prolific with children. My wife had a number of them in the house. We had a number of dogs as well. And I remember, and I was gone quite a bit with church work. I remember walking through the door. At the end of a day, and she was obviously frazzled. She was she was spent. She was frustrated. And I remember walking through the door and, and, and she, just, she just said, I've just had it. I've had it. The kids have been horrible. The dogs have been horrible. I haven't gotten anything done that I wanted to get done. The laundry's not done. I don't even have dinner ready. Does this sound familiar, anyone? Okay, so it's not just us. Okay, okay. Anyways, so here's me. I'm like, okay, dogs, get in the basement. I shut the door. Kids, get on the couch. I grab the laundry, throw it in the washer. Hello, Domino's, I'd like to order there. Thank you. I look at my wife, (laughs) ta-da. And I thought she was gonna go, oh, honey, I love you. I just love you, how you did it all for me. And then she starts crying. I'm like, wow. What is up with this woman like what is her problem and she's upset with me and then later on we come together and we talk about it and then she tells me this she said when I share my problem with you I didn't share it so that way you'd focus on the problem I shared it so you'd focus on me. And I see some women's heads going, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. I shared it so you'd say something like, honey, you work so hard. I can't believe all you do. Do Do you want a hug? Like, what do you need? That's why I shared it. And I think she wanted to say, you big nincompoop. That's living with your wife with understanding. That's being considerate. The first statement God wants wives to be able to say is, my husband is so considerate. Here's the second one. We're going to talk in specifics about what this is in a minute. The second one is, my husband is so honoring. He is so honoring, or he is so respectful of me. And Here's how the verse continues on. It says, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect. And so the word respect and honor are used um, interchangeably in translations here. And you'll see why the text uses either one And it's because the word means to place a high value. To put a high value or a high price or to esteem with great worth. And it's obvious what Peter is expecting from husbands here. You know, he wants them to think highly of their wives and, and to show their value in how they live with them. To esteem them with greater value than their buddies then their parents, then their hobbies, then their job. And your wife needs to know how important she is to you. She needs the security that she still has value to you like she did when you were first dating. And, I, and whenever I think of this, there's, there's a few value phrases in the Bible that God gave right off the bat about the husband and the wife and how the husband should value... And in fact, one of them is in the whole creation account. And so as you look at the creation account, at the end of every day of creation, God used this phrase, and it was good. So first day of creation, there's the light and the darkness, and he says, and it was good. And then the second day, and it was good. And he got done in day six, and he made man, and it's the first time he used the phrase And it was not good. And you want to know how it was used? It was not good that man was alone. I kind of think he meant that specifically looking down and seeing me about 6,000 years later. You know, that is not good that that guy is going to be alone. I need to make someone suitable for him. So you talk about value that God's putting on the woman. Here's another phrase from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs about the value of the woman. because And Proverbs just comes right out and says, you know what, he who finds a wife finds a good thing, a thing of value. Proverbs also says, and here's the third value statement about the wife. Proverbs also says, the crown of every husband is his wife. So these value statements that, the, that God has set for the for the wife with the husband, like, hey, this is the way God views your wife. This is the value God sets on your wife. And so husbands respect or honor or show high value to your wife. And Peter gives three reasons why we should give understanding and honor to our wives. And here's Here's those reasons number 1 says treat them with honor and and number 1 it says as the weaker partner or as the weaker vessel quite literally it is a weaker vessel or a fragile vessel and it's not talking about their stature or their physique it's not it doesn't mean they are a weakling What it's talking about is how you perceive them. A weaker vessel oftentimes has greater value like with a vase, more fragile, but greater value. And so you show people how valuable it is, but you also protect it like crystal, you know, or like your fine china. I realize guys aren't connecting here like the new paint job on your pickup? Like, wow, look at that, but don't touch it. You know, high value, but I also want to protect it. God says, that's the way you view your wife. Here's another thing why we respect and be considerate with our wives. It says, as heirs with you, of the gracious gift of life. Some translations talk about joint heirs. And it's a word combination that means common participants. Like your wife is just as much a child of God as you are. Just think about it, guys. You married God's daughter. And God cares about how you treat his girl. That's why we end up giving honor and understanding to her is because she's his before she's mine. And then here's the third reason and so significant it says so that nothing will hinder your prayers. And here's the reality that your relationship with God, men, is intertwined with your relationship with your wife. Like you can't have a good relationship with God and have a bad relationship with your wife. You can't be inconsiderate and dishonoring but think that you're good with God. And it's an amazing choice of words here um, by Peter (coughs) because um, he says that your prayers be not hindered. And the word prayer here is not only speaking about like our communication in a prayer to him, but it's actually a general term, meaning all of our interaction with God. And so this understanding would be, even some commentators would talk about all of our worship, all of our interaction, all of our expression to God is hindered. And the word hindered means literally, to cut off. Imagine the phone line just being just cut off, your, your reception being cut off. And God ends up saying, if you're inconsiderate, and if you're dishonoring with your wife, hey, we're gonna have we're gonna have a problem, bro. Like, we're not on speaking terms well. That's how you you think you can treat my my girl, my daughter. We're going to have issues. And although we may say, hey, but I attend church every Sunday. I know all the doctrines. Like, I've got all the answers. I can sing really well. Like, people like me. I hold a position in the church. And God says, you know what? Meaningless. Because if you aren't considerate with your wife, and if you don't treat her with honor, that's all for show. Because we're not on good terms right now. Now, let's talk about it. What does it mean to be considerate? And what does it mean to honor? Now, I was going to tell you what I think. And um, I realized with my track record, that may not be good. So I actually asked some women What do they think consideration looks like? And what do they think honor looks like? So here you go, gang. Unfiltered perspective of women. What does it mean to be considerate? Fasten your seatbelt at home or here in the auditorium. Here it comes. Number one. Know what is going on in her life. And like my problem early on, you don't have to fix it all. Focus on her more than the problem. But listen and follow up with her. Know what's going on in her life. I think that's an excellent lead-in with what is considerate. Boy, here's one. The standard is really high, gang. The standard's really high. Here's one. Put your clothes in the hamper. Wow. They're just asking too much, aren't they, men? That is just, well, that's just too much. Here's another one that seems a bit too much. Be present both physically and mentally. That again mentally, that's a tough one. I'm just gonna have to tell you. Here's what I run into trouble with, okay? I'm just this is confession time. My wife and I will be talking. Or my wife will be talking. And I'll put my ears and my head in autopilot. I'll be like, oh, I'll be doing this. And after a while, she'll say um these terrible words. Horrible. She'll be like, Brian, are you listening to me? I'd be like, uh, well, yeah, yeah. And then she'll say something even worse. What did I just tell you? Isn't that terrible? And then I normally say something like this. Well to be honest, I was distracted by your great beauty. You can use that too, men. No (laughs) extra charge. But it only worked once, actually. (laughs) So be present, both physically and mentally. I'll tell you one thing that I've learned that helps me is to ask questions. So when they're saying things to actually follow up, oh, okay, well then... You know, was that near where you went to school when you were younger? You know, just ask to to be engaged in what's going on. Okay, next. Uh, Be sensitive to what she's going through and do something. The example that was given was um, like if you're men, if you're there talking with all your buddies and you look over and there's your wife holding on to your seven children and with diaper bags and they're running around And you're like, oh. And then you keep talking to your friends. That's not good. Maybe tell your friends, you know what? I need to go join the party. And I may not be back, but it was nice talking to you. And then go and be a part of your wife's life. Here's another one. Call or text if you're going to be late. Okay, that's too convicting. Moving on. I wrote one down, uh, include your wife in your hobbies. Don't live your life separate from her. Here's one. This seems a little too specific, obviously from some past hurts. Change the diaper, don't ignore it. I get an amen from the ladies here in this. Change the diaper, don't ignore it. Come on, men, huh? We've all done this, guys? Oh, did they mess? You know, the surprise look. Oh, did they mess? Well, you found it. We've all done that, huh? I think the ladies know. Like, if you can smell her, you know, making spaghetti from a mile away, you probably can smell if your kid had volcanic eruption in their pants. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know it happened. Just own up to it and take care of the diaper. Okay, enough of that. Learn and share some roles your wife is used to. Now, um, learn and share some roles your wife is used to. I'm just going to read this for you. This was beautiful. A friend of mine from New York posted this last night on Facebook. Um, It's a conversation that happened between two men. Listen to this. About learning and sharing roles your wife is used to. A friend came to my house for coffee. We sat and talked about life, and at some point in the conversation, I said, I'm going to go wash the dishes. I'll be right back. He looked at me as if I told him I was going to build a space rocket. Then he said to me with admiration but a little perplexed, I'm glad you help your wife. I do not help because when I do, my wife does not praise me. Last week, I washed the floor, and no thanks So I went back to sit with him and explained that I did not actually help my wife. My wife does not need help, she needs a partner. I'm a partner at home, and through that society are divided functions, but it is not a help to do household chores. I do not help my wife clean the house because I live there too, and I need to clean it too I do not help my wife to cook because I also want to eat and I need to cook too I do not help my wife wash the dishes after eating because I also use those dishes I do not help my wife with her children because they're also my children and my job is to be their father I do not help my wife to wash, spread, or fold clothes because the clothes are also mine and my children's. I'm not a help at home. I'm a part of the home. And as for praising, I asked my friend, when was the last time after his wife finished cleaning the house, washing clothes, changing bed sheets, bathing her children, cooking, organizing, etc., that you said thank you? You know, a big type of thank you, like a wow, sweetheart, you're fantastic, thank you. Does that seem absurd to you? I said, are you looking strange when you, after your once-in-a-lifetime clean the floor, you expected at the least a prize of excellence with great glory? Why, you never thought about that, my friend. Maybe because for you, the macho culture has shown that everything is her job. Perhaps you've been taught that all of this must be done without having to move a finger. Then praise her as you wanted to be praised in the same way, with the same intensity. Give her a hand. Behave like a true companion. Not as a guest who only comes to eat, sleep, bathe, and satisfy needs. Feel at home in your home the real change of our society begins in our homes let us teach our sons and daughters the real sense of fellowship huh yeah amen even a clap huh isn't that true that's a word right there friends And I'm stepping on my own toes when I say stuff like this. It's being considerate. Uh, Here's a couple others. Take time to share hopes, dreams, and expectations. Um, Someone said, make her coffee. And then I had a late addition after the first service. Put the toilet seat down. That was, I don't know. Okay. I live with six women, so I learned that real early on. What is honoring? What is honoring? What's showing her value? Here's number one. Don't tolerate disrespect of her. Don't tolerate disrespect with the kids or with others. Don't say, ah, you know, they're teenagers. That's what teenagers do. Remember that fragile vase? You protect it. You don't let someone slam on it or crack it or chip it. And it goes along with the next one here. You know, sometimes in leaving and cleaving, You need to honor and protect. Sometimes that happens even with your parents. You know, she's not doing a good job with you. You look a little skinny. Is she not cooking for you? You know, it's like, my wife does a great job. Sometimes you need to protect her honor even with your folks or with others. Here's one, keep your thoughts only for your wife. If I can just like be plain and put it right out there for us. So, guys, this this is why porn is just so far out of bounds. What a dishonour to our wife, our future wife, and to all women. That's why loose talk with coworkers about our wives or about women is just so out of bounds in that way. Keep your thoughts only for your wife. Here's another one. Remember special days. That's a way to honor. Remember special days like birthdays and anniversaries and holidays and tough days like a loss of a parent or loss of a child. Notice if they get their hair done or nails done or a new outfit. You know, if it's important for them, then it should be important for you. Notice, notice things that are significant for them. Verbally recognize her many abilities and contributions. Notice and recognize what she brings to the table. Uh, don't take it for granted. Here's the biggest part of this knowing your wife, you know, having a PhD in wifeology, know her love language and speak it fluently. You know, whatever it is, whether it be words of affirmation, like boom, that's what you need to do, whether it be gifts or acts of service, whatever it is that connects with your wife where it is meaningful for her and connects value, that's what you end up speaking fluently. Prioritize time together. Wives spell love, T-I-M-E. Can I get an amen on that one, huh, ladies? Yeah, wives spell love, T-I-M-E, and I'm the chief of sinners. I'm busy. Honey, I'm late. I've got so many things to do. I've got another meeting. I've got all these things. And the person who goes on the back burner is wife. And they spell love in time. And it doesn't always matter what you do. It just matters that you're together. Then I also put down include your wife in your decision making. Such a, a critical component. Include your wife in in your decision-making. That's honoring. That's honoring. So I want to finish with a word, with one word, an important word that we need to connect on. So look at chapter 3, verse 7. I want you to notice right at the very beginning. This thing is the net that draws it all together. there's a word there that is translated a little bit differently in different translations. Some of you starts out and it says likewise, husbands. Some translations say husbands in the same way. And so here the likewise or in the same way, it, a good rendering of this is similar in character or with the same character and, um, and we ask in the same way as who or what or what's, where's it getting at? What, what's going on? Then look at verse 1 because he says the same thing of wives. Wives in the same way or likewise wives. In the same way as who or what. What's it getting at? So we have to go back a little bit more and let me just flip the switch on for this in chapter 2 you need to see these verses I'm going to put them up on the screen for you in chapter 2 verses 21 to 24 look at this how are husbands to be considerate and honoring to their wives likewise or in the same way as you got to see this folks To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin. No deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he didn't retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. So that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds, you have been healed. And if I can just connect that in verse 7, because that's what he's saying. So husbands, just like Jesus. Just like Jesus. Be considerate as you live with your wives. Treat them with respect. Because I know there's going to be husbands that say, but... Brian, you don't know my wife. She doesn't treat me lovingly. She's not nice to me at times. Well, folks, what happened to Jesus? What what did we do to him? You know, What did he endure from us even when we were unlovely and yet sinners? Christ died for us. There's no more considerate person in all the world. There's no one who valued us more in all the world than Jesus Christ. And he did it when we were least loved. And Peter says, just like him, husbands, be Jesus to your wife. Be Jesus to your wife. It's a gospel value to give grace, to give love, to be humble, to be others-minded. That's a gospel value just like Jesus. Now I'm telling you, husbands, if you want to be just like Jesus to your wife, you need Jesus. Okay? Don't think you can gut it out. You need Jesus. You need to embrace him. You need to come to him in humility and say, I am like, I've blown it. I'm a sinner and I believe you died for me. I need you as my forgiver and as my leader. That's what I need I need you because I need to be you to my wife. Husband, is that you? Because it's me. We need to jump on board with this, guys, because our homes deserve it. Our wives need it. and God's called us to this in Jesus Christ. You with me on it? We there together on this? Why do you stand with me? I want to pray with you. <clears throat> Husbands, I want you to grasp this. I don't want this to be a one and done. You need to talk about this with other men. I need men with men to commit to this. To hold each other to this. That's what small groups is about. That's what relationships are about because by ourselves we'll drift. And we'll go back to our old rut of how we lived our life. We don't need that. We need to be Jesus to our wives. Father, in the name of Jesus, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, we realize what you've called men to, husbands to. It's the life of Jesus. It's not the macho John Wayne culture of our world but it is the it's the godly humble incredible sacrificial culture of the gospel of Jesus Christ it's Jesus God help us to be that to our wives God, help future husbands here to be that to their wives. Help us to help other men that we know to be that to their wives. God, may this culture grow and grow and grow to snuff out all the junk that has infiltrated our homes. It doesn't need to be there anymore. Take over. Just take over our homes. Pray. God, fill us and our homes with the example and model of Christ. It's yours. And we thank you for Jesus, for the cross, without which we are powerless and hopeless, helpless. And together we all pray, amen and amen. Hey, God bless you, folks. Let's do this thing. In His power. Have a great week. See you next week.